And welcome back to Real Talk Sports with Rico. Today I will be your host. Uh, today we're actually talking about the NFL here. And we're talking about uh, basically the last week in the season here. Pretty much all the playoffs has been pretty much decided as far as the seeds are concerned. We'll actually run through that real quickly here. Uh, but first and foremost here, I just kind of want to go ahead and recap uh, kind of you know what has been going on here with this week in football. Uh, let us first start off here with the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Denver Broncos here. Uh, this was a Saturday game here. So um, in this situation here, uh, Kansas City wins 28-24. to I think that this game was much, much closer than what it really should have been. Um, theoretically here, I was very shocked that Denver was actually able to uh, keep up with Kansas City. But when you look at this game and you look at it on tape, um, Defensively, I look at the fact that Kansas City struggled. Um, I think that this is for sure uh, one of their uh, weak points, I think, in um, in this season. And really, I think uh, pretty much throughout their, their dynasty or run, whatever you want to call it, um, they just have trouble stopping people consistently. And, you know, definitely um, when you look at this thing, they had a leaky defense there. I think Drew Locke had a big run in there. Um, they were able to make some catches and things like that. And the bottom line is that the offense pretty much made enough plays uh, to go ahead and put the points on the board. And I do have to give the defense some credit here. Uh, they were able to force a huge fumble there on Melvin Gordon here uh, and get a run back there, which actually uh, went ahead and pretty much was the game winning um, the game winning touchdown there, though, um, defensively there. And I think it was um, I believe it was let me see here. I think it was Jaron Reed there. Um, who got that uh, touchdown there off the fumble here to go back and look through the stats here. But, you know, that was kind of the highlight of that game there on Saturday. It was a terrific football game. Um, you know, I think it was a situation here where, um, you know, had it had it not been for that uh, fumble recovery there, I think the Chiefs might actually drop two in a row. And actually, excuse me there, it was Melvin Gordon, um, the third who fumbled here, and it was Nick Bolton who recovered the fumble there and returned it for an 86-yard touchdown. Um, and then they had a two-point uh, attempt to convert it there with Patrick Mahomes to make it 28-21 at that point. So uh, that was one of Saturday's games. Uh, next up was the Dallas Cowboys versus the Philadelphia Eagles in this one. Um, essentially, this was a rout. Um, you know, you look at this situation here, and you look at the fact here that with the Philadelphia Eagles here, um, yeah, they finished at 9-7 and seven here, but this was more so about the Cowboys here putting up so many points here. Uh, they didn't end up pulling Dak Prescott here. And, uh, you know, yes, they look good, and I think it does give them a tune-up here going into the playoffs. Um, Dak was 21 of 27, five touchdowns, now does hold the franchise record, I believe, in, in most touchdowns of the season by passing Tony Romo here. Um, so he looked good. Ezekiel Elliott got 87 yards, was able to push himself to 1,000 yards um, on the campaign. And uh, we had talked about how he had really been struggling in the sense that um, we felt like, you know, th he wasn't getting the football enough, really. Um, and it was quite interesting when you look at the running game. They, they sprinkle in Corey Clement, who I believe used to play for the Eagles here. Uh, he had 58 yards there. Um, you had uh, Jaquan Hardy had 26 yards and a touchdown as well. Um, 
you know, you had Cedric Wilson there who, you know, essentially had to me, I think one of a career day, really, when you look at it from the stats, he, um, five receptions, 119 yards and two touchdowns here. Um, Amari Cooper, 79 yards, CD lamb, 45 yards, uh, Dalton Schultz had two touchdowns here. So, um, you know, and just looking at the receiving core, you know, they're already without Michael Gallup. You get Cedric Wilson here. Um, if Cedric Wilson is able to produce here uh, at this rate, um, I think that that's going to certainly make Dallas dangerous here. Um, you know, if they're able to continue to run the football like this, and I guess if they're going with this running back by committee here, um, you know, and obviously they're going to get Pollard back too as well. Um, you know, it's going to be a tough team to, to face here. But, you know, my whole thing with Dallas is this. Um, the games that they uh, they should have won down the stretch here, I, I think that they did for the most part. Um, but then when it came down to, I think, games where essentially, you know, they they were expected to to win as far as like going up against some elite competition. I'm talking about, um, you know, last week, for instance, they had Arizona there, right? Like that was a game that it was like, okay, it was circled on the calendar because it's like, okay, you did beat Washington, okay, who's a struggling football team. They were hot at the time, but you, you beat them badly. You beat the Giants, which, you know, obviously they said it themselves was a clown show. You came back and you routed Washington again, but then when you played Arizona, um, another playoff team here, you didn't get the win, but then you come back and get Philly. Um, again, they're going to probably, I, I'll check the playoff stats here and see where they're at, you know, but they're, they got a winning record here, but still the Philly is no, they're not even to the level of like an Arizona Cardinal team right now, you know, as far as just a team that you expect to not only make it, but to go ahead and actually uh, make some noise in the playoffs here, you know, they lost, you know, or they won against Philly, excuse me, but they lost against Arizona. Um, they lost against Kansas City. That's another team that, you know, a lot of people expect to be there. You got Las Vegas here. They lost to them. And Las Vegas right now is fighting for their lives against the Chargers. We'll talk about that. Um, you know, they lost to Denver, who they've they've had a pretty good year for the most part. I mean, they played gutsy and admirable here yesterday against the Chiefs. We just talked about it. Um, they did win in New England, which that was a big one. I think that was overtime in New England. Now they're either going to be fifth or sixth seed. Uh, they did beat the Chargers here, who's fighting for their playoff lives as well. Uh, but they lost to the Bucks, you know, and that's another team that we expect to go deep here. So, you know, to me, um, you know, Dallas, okay, yeah, they've had a great year, but the teams that they really, really have to beat, um, they haven't been able to get it done, but you know, they come into this thing on a good rhythm here, hopefully after beating Philadelphia. Um, and you're hoping that if you're the Dallas faithful, that they'll have this type of offense moving forward. Um, next up here, let's talk about, um, you know, the games that are actually have taken place here, uh, today. And let's start off here with the Cleveland Browns and the Cincinnati Bengals here. Um, the Cleveland Browns finish on a high note, winning 21 to 16 here. And this one, uh, there was no Joe Burrow here, and I believe there was no Joe Mixon as well. Um, yeah, he was actually out with the health and safety protocols here. It looks like a bunch of starters here did not actually play for the Bengals here. 
Um, I don't think it really hurts them in the grand scheme of things here. Uh, the Bengals were still able to lock up the number four seed, uh, which is very admirable considering that, you know, they lost Joe Burrow last year and they started off pretty well, you know, and then they lost him. Um, and then that pretty much, you know, hurt their their playoff chances here. But to come back this year with a, a fine rookie in Jamar Chase, who I thought maybe possibly could be a bust, I must apologize. He looked well. Um, throughout the year and definitely I think he's for sure in the running for rookie of the year maybe offensively there so he looked good and uh, you know on the other side of the ball with Cleveland I think it was a disappointing season I think things changed a lot uh, once Baker Mayfield hurt his shoulder there um, I think that that was a key piece for Cleveland here and I know the offense is really built and predicated on the run game uh, you know Nick Chubb missed some time um, you had Kareem Hunt miss some time uh, I think the wide receiver core is going to have to get revamped. You know, they lost Odell Beckham in a dramatic way there as well. Um, I think Cleveland kind of took the step back this year. Um, you know, they've already announced, I guess, I guess I saw a report here that Baker Mayfield will be uh, the starter next year. And I think it's a make or break it year for, for Baker Mayfield. I think that he's really got to step up here next year. Um, and they've really got to find a way to continue to get the ball down the field. And it has to be a team that relies on more than just the run game and I'm an advocate of having the run game for sure but you also have to have some passing game to complement that and that was not the Cleveland Browns this year so uh, again Cincinnati locks up the fourth seed at 10 and 7 and uh, Cleveland at a disappointing campaign 8 and 9. Next up you have the Detroit Lions and the Green Bay Packers here. I thought that this was the surprise of the day. Uh, Detroit kind of finishing on a high note here, putting up 37 on the Green Bay Packers, uh, who essentially I believe have locked up the, yes, they have locked up the number one seed here in the NFC. Um, they did play Aaron Rodgers and, uh, you know, I'm surprised they lost in Detroit here, but, you know, hey, if you're going to get a loss, you probably want to go ahead and get it done in the season where you can at least come back and live another week uh, versus a playoff game here. Um, Aaron Rodgers only threw it 18 times. He did have two touchdowns at 135 rating on this. A.J. Dilling played, um, had 63 yards here on 14 carries there. Um, didn't see any Aaron Jones, um, you know, Alan Lazard here. So it looks like a lot of guys actually uh, might have rested for the most part here. Um, but you have to give the Lions some credit here. Um, you know, again, they had some good play here from Jared Goff. He had two touchdowns on the day. Jamal Williams had a pretty good day as well. DeAndre Swift got in the end zone too. So uh, good for the Lions there to, to, to finish on a win here. But uh, only three games that they won this year. And Green Bay was clearly ahead and uh, shoulders above the rest of the competition at three and four here in the NFC North. Um, I had said that it was their division to win or lose, and they took care of business here. Um, next up, you have the Minnesota Vikings and the Chicago Bears here. Um, Minnesota was eliminated here. They were a in the hunt uh, to, to get in there, but just couldn't get it done here. Some tough losses here. Um, down the stretch, they finished at eight and nine, finished second there in the NFC North. Uh, the Bears were really, really bad here this year, six and eleven here. Definitely expect a lot of changes there um, in this one. And uh, you know, I think mainly the, the fact of the matter is they're going to have to get some better weapons to go with Justin Fields, who was out, I believe, to health and safety protocols, so he was out for the most part. 
And then they've got to figure out what they want to do from a wide receiver standpoint. Um, you know, they didn't have too many playmakers that were able to make plays for them there and get some explosive plays down the field. Um, I think a lot of teams were able to stack up the box on them. Um, they were able to sit on routes, which usually that happens when you have a rookie quarterback that uh, hasn't got accustomed to NFL defenses and what they're trying to do. And, and really, they try to keep it more... Um, you know, the, the, the playbook is not as, as as complex. I mean, yes, it's open, you know, but I think, you know, from year one to year two, those reads get a little bit different. Um, and I feel like, you know, Justin Fields is going to start to learn how to dice up those defenses more. Uh, but for right now, you know, just the basics, you know, it's just kind of getting into the NFL, learning the speed of the game. Um, and I think defenses kind of take advantage of your rookie quarterback because of that and I think that that's where Chicago struggled here but make no mistake about it I think that Justin Fields is going to be a terrific quarterback in this league um, I just think that the Bears need to get some more stuff around him so a disappointing uh, six game campaign where they won six games excuse me um, six and eleven and uh, Minnesota I think a disappointing year as well only at eight and nine um Next up here, you have the Washington football team versus the New York Giants here. Um, Washington finishes on a high note at winning 22-7 to here. Um, you know, I both teams here to me, I, I mean, yes, Washington was right there for a while, and then they lost some tough games here. I mean, they, they got embarrassed by Dallas twice, um, you know, beat by Philly, um, and I think the fact remains there is, you know, they're trying to figure out who is the quarterback there. You know, they want to give the reins to Tyler uh, Heineke, but I'm not sure he's the answer. Um, I think Washington will probably have to, I think, address that in the offseason. Uh, Antonio Gibson has one of his best days here, 21 for 146 and a touchdown here. Um, go figure. <laughs> I had this guy in fantasy there and, uh, you know, it was tough sledding for him. Uh, he did play well, I think, throughout the year, but he played through a lot of injuries, you know, whether it was the uh, the, the, the uh, shin fracture. Um, and then he also had the turf toe here. He had the hip. Um, but 809 or eight, yeah, 891 as far as the yards there, had six touchdowns as well. Um, you know, I think he had a solid campaign. Uh, given the fact that he had a lot of work there and, uh, you know, just fought through a lot of injuries here. The Giants, um, you know, 4-13, and 13, definitely the bottom of the NFC East there. I think that they have a lot of, of things to to address here. They got to figure out what they want to do with the quarterback. They need to figure out what they have to do defensively. I feel like there's just a lot of things that... Um, are a huge question mark there next up you have uh, again I think one of the more surprising games of the day the Jacksonville Jaguars here 26 to 11 against the Colts and I know um, you know the thing here with Trevor Lawrence is he said that uh, they wanted no part of this clown show stuff and um, they came out and they proved it uh, I mean maybe this is something that they need to go into next year here um, I know it was a tough blow losing James Robinson to the Achilles injury there. Um, but, you know, Trevor Lawrence, look, if you are a Jaguars fan, you are definitely impressed with the fact that 23 of 32, two touchdowns, 111 uh, quarterback rating. And I like a lot of the things that he said uh, throughout the season with the media, which showed a lot of maturity here. 
and a true leader. And I think that as Jacksonville starts to put uh, pieces around him, I feel like that this is probably going to be a dangerous team. And, and trust me on this, if, if James Robinson comes back and he's pretty much what he has been, um, I know somehow, some way, you know, he got into the, the coach's doghouse, which I don't know how, uh, considering I think he's, he, I think he was the best player on the roster, to be honest with you, um, aside from Trevor Lawrence. But when they get him back and they get him right, this guy is terrific in catching the ball. He's terrific in running the ball. Um, it's certainly going to take a lot of pressure off Trevor Lawrence. And I think that, you know, again, they're just going to be up and up here. They have to figure out who's going to be the head coach. But I think you're encouraged uh, with the way that they finished here. The flip side of this thing is that the Colts here, this is disappointing. Uh, to come into a game in which I think a lot of people felt that they were going to win this football game, hands down. You knew a playoff berth was on the line. You have uh, probably the leading rusher in the league and, and Jonathan Taylor, um, and they didn't get it done. You know, Carson Wentz was 17 of 29. He was under a ton of pressure. He threw an interception. He got sacked all afternoon here. Um, yeah, this is tough. This is really tough for Frank Wright and this team because I felt like this for sure was a playoff team to come in here and lay an egg against the Jacksonville Jaguars on the road there. Um, that's tough. That's real tough, you know, and I think that I think the Colts had a lot invested into this season. Um, you know, obviously they'll be back for next season there. But, you know, my question with them is just what are they going to do with the Carson Wentz situation there? Because. Um, you know, he was banged up a lot. You know, they finished at nine and eight. I think that they still need to probably go out there and find some guys to go with like Pittman Jr., uh, the wide receiver there. You know, I'm not sure how much longer, you know, T.Y. Hilton will be there, what that situation is. He went through a lot of injuries himself. Um, but there's certainly a lot of things that uh, the Colts would have to address here, I think, moving forward there, um, you know, because it's a tough division as it is. And I think, you know, more playmakers probably to go with Carson Wentz there um, will help him out. You know, I think in Philly, when he was at his best, he had a lot of guys around him that can make some plays. And I think that they're going to have to need to address this in the offseason. Next up here, you got the Steelers against the Ravens here. Look, this was a gutsy performance. One of the best football games, I think, of Sunday here. Um, 16-13, Pittsburgh wins. Uh, in overtime, in Baltimore, raining hot, uh, or raining, excuse me, not hot, cold, (laughs) and, you know, possibly Ben Roethlisberger's last game ever, um, and they get it done. You know, he was 30 of 44, 244 in a touchdown. The offense, uh, they didn't look good, but they, you know, looked good enough to make plays, but I think really the key and what's scary about Pittsburgh is now I think their defense is playing well and it's playing a lot like how it was when they were undefeated last year before the the the, the wheels kind of fell off the uh, the car there last year for them um, and you know they just had a bad ending to the year so I think the contrary is now they started off sluggish but then they're picking it up and they're actually it's one of the hotter teams in the league, and I'm not sure that you want to play, face the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. And I'm just going to go, go out, out there and say this. If Pittsburgh is able to get into this thing, um, you know, I think Pittsburgh has a legit chance to make some noise because they keep the score down um, and they keep you from scoring a lot of points. 
Um, and likewise, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger has been kind of a game manager. He's experienced. He knows how to win games. So, um, you know, it's, it's certainly not a team that I want to face. Um, you know, you have Najee Harris there, who I think is, to me, he's 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 getting better each week. And so, you know, I think it's a tough, tough out for anybody who plays them. You know, on the flip side of this thing, the Ravens, you have to be very disappointed here. I mean, they they started off very hot. Um, I think Lamar Jackson was very up and down after an MVP year. You know, I think that it, it just... I'm not going to say he digressed, but I think it's definitely a disappointing year considering what he was able to do the, the seasons prior to it. Um, if you were going to say the Ravens were going to be eight and nine, I don't think a lot of people would take that. But to their to their defense, they lost a lot of starters in training camp due to injuries. Um, you know, they lost Peters. You know, they lost they lost a running back, uh, J.K. Dobbins. I mean, they just had some horrific injuries, and then they also lost half of their corners as well throughout the season. So it was like, look, the Ravens were injured and battered throughout this thing, and I think that that's probably what caught up to them, you know, on the fact that they just were inconsistent there. So, you know, I think this is something where I think the Ravens will be fine long term. Um, I think it's just a situation here where. Um, they're going to have to just pretty much get healthy, number one, and then kind of go from there. Um, next up, you had the Tennessee Titans here, 28-25, wrapping up the number one seed. Um, did have a Julio Jones sighting here. Julio Jones was able to score a touchdown. It might be his actual first on the year, um, which is very surprising because a lot of people thought A.J. Brown and Julio Jones were going to be you know, a huge dynamic aspect for the Titans, but... I got to take my hats off to the Titans. No Derrick Henry. Um, hasn't been in a consistent season for A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. They lost some people in free agency, but no problem. I mean, they just, all they did was go out there and secure the number one seed. So, um, got to take your hats off to the Titans here. Flip side of the thing here uh, with the Texans, I think you feel good if you have Davis Mills here, which that is who they wanted to go with at quarterback 23 of 33 um you know as far as the completion rate three touchdowns here yes they lost here but um no I think that this is encouraging if you do have this guy here because you know with the whole situation with Deshaun Watson um it's clear that the franchise is going to go in a different direction um yeah they won four games here but I did like how they showed up here towards the end of this thing because Tennessee was hammering Houston, but Houston was able to come back and, uh, you know, make this thing interesting. So, you know, going into the offseason, you know, make no mistake about it. Houston has a lot of holes there, but um, I think you're encouraged with the uh, play that you got from David Mills. there. Next up here um, towards the the afternoon games here, we start off here with the Buffalo Bills uh, 27 to 10 here. Uh, taking care of business against the Jets here. Um, the Jets, you know, had a tough year here. Um, Zach Wilson, especially, um, you know, one of those quarterbacks that uh, we definitely will talk about moving forward here. I think, you know, the same thing with Justin Fields there. I think just getting adjusted and acclimated to NFL defenses here. I think a lot of people sat on the routes here for them. Um, you know, and that comes with just, again, it's more 
trying to you know simplify the playbook you know i'm not saying that the playbook's not all the way open but you want to simplify it i think the concepts get um a little bit more um as you kind of go along and as you be you know become more polished as a pro and i think that uh you know this is a situation here where again guys just trying to figure it out with the on-job training here and you know defense is just really taking advantage of that and I think that that's what Zach Wilson kind of ran into I think he's certainly going to be a good pro just like Justin Fields I think it's a situation where they're going to have to get better around him probably going to use or lose Jamison Crowder here who's led them in um in receiving yards for the last three years here it's probably probably his last season there um, you know, I've read a report that that's probably likely to happen here. So, yeah, they're going to have to address a lot of different things here. But um, yeah, I think you're in good hands if you do have Zach Wilson here. So a tough one for the Jets here. You know, they only had, what, four games that they won here on the campaign. But, um, again, they're young. And, you know, you hope that they're able to grow here around um, Zach Wilson. Other side of this thing, you have Josh Allen taking care of business here. Buffalo looked pretty good. Stefan Diggs looked pretty um, dominant here. And when you look at the fact here that um, essentially in the playoff hunt, they've locked up the number three seed. So, I mean, they took care of business here um, and getting back to the postseason. Now it's just a matter of uh, making some noise here. So um, if they've addressed the defensive issues that they've, they've had here, then, you know, Buffalo is going to be a dangerous team, but if they have not addressed some of the defensive holes that they had here earlier in the season, um, it could be a quick postseason for them. I think one of the, uh, or next up, we'll talk about another one of the games of the days, and I think it was the San Francisco uh, 49ers versus the Los Angeles Rams. This went down into overtime here, 27 to 24 here. Um, Let me first and foremost start off with the fact that for the people here that pretty much wrote off Jimmy Garoppolo and essentially, you know, said that this is Trey Lance's team, um, I think you have to definitely eat those words at this point in time. Look, Jimmy Garoppolo was worth all the draft picks that you used to get him over there, first and foremost. Jimmy Garoppolo has taken the 49ers to a Super Bowl. Um, that's second, okay? And the next thing here is that if they're going to advance deep, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is the guy uh, for right now, you know, and look, you think about these 49ers teams that he's been on as of late, they've been injured. George Kittle's been out. Um, Debo Samuel has missed time. Um, they were a mess at the running back here, you know, with a lot of guys injured, you know, Trayvon Coleman, uh, you know, Wilson, like all those guys had missed a lot of time. Even this year, the rookie that they have, Eli Mitchell, had missed a lot of time as well and had been banged up. And I think that what you're seeing here is if the 49ers are healthy, the defense is still um it's still good like it was when they went to the Super Bowl. And it's just a matter of just making enough plays here to give Jimmy Garoppolo and the offense a chance uh, to score some points and continue to score. Um, so I think they showed great poise here today. And I think if you look at the, the drive pretty much that tied it up and you look at the drive that pretty much won it, Jimmy Garoppolo showed me with the poise. Um, he showed me, you know, great accuracy. 
were putting the ball in spots that just only his wide receiver could 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 definitely make the play on. I think Debo Samuel definitely showed that he's an elite wide receiver today. Brandon Ayuk, who had a slow start for whatever reason, um, he's now starting to turn on. Like the 49ers is a team that I don't know if I want to see them now too here because I think that the flip side of this is that they started off slow, the middle was okay, but now they're getting hot again. You know, on the other side of this thing, with the Rams... We had talked about this before, and um, the situation is the interception, okay? The interception is what lost the game, okay? First of all, at the end. And yes, okay, there's a lot of plays in the football game that you say, okay, that could have lost the football game, and it probably did. I'm not going to say that it's just one play that, that lost it for him, but I said that this is one of the things that the Rams would struggle with is the fact that Matthew Stafford takes a lot of chances. He always has. You know, it's great. It's great when it when it pays off, but it hurts when it when it doesn't pay off. And you know, look, he had three touchdowns. He had a ton of yards here, but he had the two interceptions, and they were big. They were big interceptions here. And Cooper Cup did exactly what we thought he would do. You know, 118 yards. He made plays. Higby made plays. Van Jefferson made plays. Odell had a couple catches here. You know, the offense was explosive, right? But then when you look at the running game, this is another thing that, you know, we've talked about here before is that the Rams prior to, you know, winning a lot of games in the Sean McVay era, it was predicated on the run game. And it was predicated on having a running back that could pretty much not only catch the ball, but also could grind out the clock and pretty much lock up games for you. And that's what Todd Gurley was. Since Todd Gurley has departed here, this is something that the Rams faithful has not really talked about, but they have struggled trying to find that replacement. Cam Akers was a guy that they thought was going to do it. And yes, I know it's a young uh, start to his career, uh, but he had five rushes for three yards. I know he's coming off the Achilles injury. You know, Sony Mitchell, or not Sony Mitchell, Sony Michelle struggled as well. I mean, he had 21 attempts, but only 43 yards. And if the Rams are going to win, it has to be more than just Matthew Stafford going down the field. I feel like if he's just doing that, then you have basically what they had in Detroit there. Um, which is dominant receivers, not a lot of running game. And it's like, if he throws an interception, um, those things start to hurt. And so that's what happened to the Rams today. Um, they did lock up the fourth seed. And uh, you look at San Francisco here, that was huge for them and their playoff hopes because they went ahead and locked up the sixth seed today with that win. So, um, you know, kudos to both teams here. But I think if you're a Rams Fan, then you're definitely concerned here moving forward in the playoffs here at 12 and 5 for them and uh, 10 and 7 for the 49ers here next up here let's take a look at uh, the last three games here so you had the Miami Dolphins and the New England Patriots here um, New England has went ahead and actually they have um, locked up a seed here let's see where New England's at I'll find them here want to say they've locked up the or actually they're still looking for their seating maybe let me take a look here yeah new england right now their seat possibility is the fifth seat actually and i think it's all going to depend on tonight's game with the 
the Raiders here and the Chargers, which we're going to talk about them here next. But um, look, New England takes care of uh, a business for the most part. I know they lose today, but 10 and 7, they're in the playoffs here. Um, Miami had a, kind of a disappointing year. I mean, they finished well, you know, winning, you know, getting to a winning record at 9 and 8 here, but. I think for them, they're going to have to try to figure out what they want to do with Tua. There's been this situation where there's a possibility that they could actually end up trading for Deshaun Watson. Um, So what does that say to Tua? So, you know, hey, Miami has a situation where they need to figure out what they want to do from the quarterback situation. They have to figure out what they want to do from a running back situation. I think that they struggle mightily there. Um, And then they got to figure out what they're going to do um, with the wide receiver play. Yes, they went out and drafted an excellent wide receiver from Alabama here last year, um, but they need to get some other things to kind of go with them. They also have a terrific tight end too as well, um, but still some things to be desired there offensively. Uh, New England kind of goes into this thing, um, you know, as probably the most surprising team in the AFC here. Um, I think Mac Jones has gotten a lot better. I think that, um, you know, still it looks like a a pretty basic offense for the most part. Um, It doesn't look like it's huge, huge concepts in this one. But, you know, I think it's something where, you know, again, I think the offense and the complexity is going to get much better as, you know, he continues to grow there. And also, too, as they continue to get some better weapons to go around him um, from a wide receiver standpoint. But he definitely looks everything of like what, Tom Brady was as far as being a a protege there um he definitely has the characteristics you know for sure to possibly be you know one of the greatest of all time to play there you know but I know it's early but you know you have to take your hats off to the way that he's actually come out um not throwing a ton of interceptions had a good touchdown ratio I think we said that he had a 92 uh, quarterback rating which is very good for a rookie quarterback so very impressive with him and uh, very impressed with what um, Coach Belichick was able to do. Next up here, um, probably one of the more disappointing things uh, of the of the Sunday here, Arizona getting beat by Seattle here at home. Um, listen, Arizona has been like, uh, what is it, Dr. Jekyll and Hyde? I, I mean, they've just been two different, um, two different teams. And look, defensively, they're very good. Offensively, even without um, without DeAndre Hopkins, um, you know, with James Conner coming off the injury here, they really should be in situations where they're winning these games. Um, you know, give Seattle some credit here. Uh, they finished the campaign at seven and ten. They might have found their running back here of the future in Rashad Penny. 23 rushes, 190 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, this guy has been absolutely balling. Um, And I think it's going to make it tough for Chris Carson here, who's been injury prone. Um, I think, you know, Seattle may elect to either move forward or they're certainly going to put Rashad Penny in the conversation moving forward so they definitely found the running back I think that they need for the future now I'm not saying that he's going to be like Marshawn Lynch um you know I've got to look at the tape a little bit more and see you know from a physical standpoint where he's been but um you know he's making enough plays and and racking up enough yards here to to be in serious consideration uh to be a major player next year for them uh Russell Wilson may or may not be back there next year which I, I think 
if you are Seattle, I think it would be wise to keep Russell Wilson and build around him. Um, you know, you still have Tyler Lockard and DK Metcalf there. I think that, you know, you just need to probably add uh, maybe another tight end there or something like that. Um, you know, and, and shore up the offensive line. And then defensively, they've got to get better. Um, it certainly has been... Um, they're they're long removed from the Legion of Boom, that's for sure. And so that's where they've got to get better there. Um, flip side of this thing, Kyler Murray, you know, those guys, they've got to get more consistent here. I mean, it's just that's the bottom line. Um, you know, this is the year that I think a lot of people expect for Arizona to make a, a major step here. OK, you know, you have an elite quarterback. I think you have a great running back in James Conner. You're starting to turn him loose, and he's becoming more of a, a goal line uh, back. You know, he showed that he can catch the ball. Um, he's had a really a resurgent, resurgent year. Uh, you have Christian Kurt. You have uh, A.J. Green, who's been playing well. You, you have um, Zach Ertz, who's been playing well. Like, this is the year where Arizona has got to figure this thing out. And I think, look, they've locked up the fifth seed. Um, I got to see who they play. It might be Dallas here. Um, but listen, this is the year for Arizona. They have got to do something. And I think they've got to get out the first round here. Um, and if they don't get out the first round, like it's one of those things where I think it, it would be a disappointing year. And when I look at this thing right now, as it looks, it looks like Arizona has to play the Rams here. So that is going to be a very tough game, but it is a winnable game that I think Arizona can win. Um, lastly, you had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, pretty much taking care of business here, 41 to 17. Listen, Carolina has a lot of different things to answer here at 5 and 12. They need to figure out what is going on with Christian McCaffrey. Um, you know, Christian McCaffrey, he has not played a lot of games since signing that major contract here. They pretty much had him doing pretty much everything there. They've got to figure out a way to take more pressure off of him. And then they've got to figure out, you know, are they going to keep him? Are they going to trade him? What is the deal there? Because you cannot tie up that much money into a guy that's not on the field. And I, I get it, you know, running back shelf life, it doesn't last very long. But, you know, Carolina is a team that doesn't operate off a two-back system. They're one of only a few teams that pretty much rely mainly on one running back. And this is what happens when you pretty much put a lot of weight on one runner and you don't have um, a two back system or at least somebody that can kind of hop in there and take some pressure off the main runner here. So, I mean, I think this is what they're going to have to do here. Um, Tampa Bay pretty much they are who we thought they are. A little scary here with the fact that Tom Brady was able to find Rob Gronkowski so many times, uh, who made a ton of money and in incentives today. Seven receptions, 137 yards here. Uh, you get Mike Evans back. I know you know you don't get Antonio Brown's gone, and we won't even talk about that. But now you have Tyler Johnson. You have the Brashad Pyramids. Uh, you know the Keyshawn Bonds, Le'Veon Bell. Um, you know, you're hoping that uh, Leonard Fournette is able to come back and, you know, catch, uh, rekindle the magic that he had, you know, earlier in the season. He was having a great year. So, you know, it, it's they're getting some reinforcements back here. Um, Tom Brady is who we think he is. Um, you know, defensively, they're not as good as they were a year ago when they won the Super Bowl here. But you still have the probably the best quarterback of all time here 
um, in a lot of respect. And so they're the second seed in the NFC. I know they don't get the first seed, but they are right where we thought they would be. It's either going to be number one or number two. And they're two. And so with this situation, I, I like that they're they're coming into this thing in a high seed. Um, but it is a little concerning that the defense is not as good as it was last year. And they did lose some weapons offensively here. But I think they still have enough. And you still have Tom Brady, who's healthy. The offensive line is still good. Um, and he can erase a lot of the mistakes that you may have defensively, you know, with his offensive play. So... I, I still like Tom Brady and the Bucks to come out of this thing. It is going to be a little bit more tougher. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if it is Green Bay and Tampa Bay at the end, um, or t- possibly Tampa Dallas. But um, you know, I think it's more something like a, a Green Bay Tampa uh, situation here. So, lastly, let's talk about the Chargers and the Raiders here. Uh, a good one going on. It is now 26 to 14 here with the Raiders actually just scoring. Uh, a touchdown here to uh, Henry Renfro here, um, who's had a terrific year. Darren Waller, who's actually playing in this game, which I thought was a surprise. He's been out uh, for quite some time here um, in this in the season here. He's missed a lot of time with the knee in the back. So this is a win or go home situation here. Um, and I had just had a show where we talked about it and I really thought that the Raiders would win this thing and they are right now um you know it's a 49 point spread I think on the the scoreboard here currently right now it's 26 to 14 here um it has been tightly contested for the most part uh the Raiders have made the plays that I thought they would make and the Chargers are kind of self-imploding um, you know, I, I felt like with the Chargers here, it was situational football. And I felt that with the Chargers, they felt like they could show up and they could just win games. And that's not necessarily the case. Um, I think that they're still very young in that situation here. Um, and just looking at the stats so far, I mean, Justin Hubert, 16 of 24, 116 yards and a touchdown here. Austin Eckler only 61 yards here and a touchdown going into the fourth. Um, they've taken away um, a lot of guys here from the receiving corps. You know, you look at uh, Austin Eckler, he only has three receptions for 30 yards. Jerry Cook seems to be um, the main recipient here um, for the receiving core. He's got four receptions, 80 yards. Mike Williams, only two receptions, eight yards. I said that. Uh, with him, he, he's he's more of a big play type of receiver versus, you know, a possession receiver. They've done a great job in taking away those big plays here, which is what the Chargers kind of live off of. They've done a great job in taking away Keenan Allen. He only has two receptions for 15 yards here. So, listen, there's there's been situations here where they've tried to go for some fourth down conversions. That hasn't worked here. Um, and you're looking at the Raiders here who – They've been getting home with a lot of uh, sacks and things like that as of late. That hasn't changed here in this game. I thought that Crosby and these guys would be able to cause a lot of pressure here on um, the Chargers and make uh, Hubert very uncomfortable, and they've done that. And that's what they needed to do to win here is make Justin Hubert uh, uncomfortable, and they've done that You know, as far as getting sacks. Uh, getting a lot of pass deflections here and things like that. The secondary 
give them credit. You know, I just kind of went over what they've been able to do as far as taking away some wide receivers and stuff like that. Um, you know, and you know, thus far they put a lot of pressure here on the Chargers. So this is trending well for the for the uh, for the Raiders. I think that it's only fitting that the Raiders actually win this thing, considering that they battled through so much adversity with the DUIs. Um, they lost the coach. Um, you know. Coach Madden, uh, he passed away, who will always be associated with the Raiders here. So, look, the Raiders, you have to give them credit. I like that Derek Carr has played well. He's playing well today. Uh, two touchdowns thus far, 149 yards. Uh, they're getting an excellent contribution here from Josh Jacobs and then Jalen Richard, um, who I think is an explosive player who catches the ball well. Um, he had a huge, huge play here before the half, which I think set up some points for them as well. Um, but it's trending well for the Raiders here. Um, it is the fourth quarter here, 26 to 14. So definitely check it out. 14 minutes to go. It looks like that the Chargers are now going into the hurry up offense here. Um, so with another score, it will get tighter here. But I'm picking the Raiders here to, to win this thing and to actually go into the uh, seal that that final playoff berth here. So. Uh, quickly here, before we get off the show, let's kind of go over the uh, seeds here and uh, see what we're looking at. So the AFC right now, you have um, the number one seed, Tennessee. You have the second seed, you have KC. Um, right now, it's going to be Vegas in there. You have Buffalo uh, and the Chargers here, which are actually, I believe they're slated to get in. Even with a loss here, they, they might get in. Then you have Cincinnati and New England at the um, the fourth and fifth seed and then you have Pittsburgh here they're in the hunt so maybe I think with a a loss here from the Chargers maybe Pittsburgh gets in so that's what you're looking like on the AFC side of things you have on the other side you have Green Bay you have Tampa Bay right now you have Philly at the seventh seed uh, so they've locked it up you have um, Dallas in there uh, going against San Francisco that's going to be a tough game uh, San Francisco, the sixth seed, and you have uh, Dallas, the third seed here. And then you have the Rams here at the fourth seed and uh, Arizona, the fifth seed. And just to, to check back in with the Raiders and the Chargers here, it looks like that uh, Justin Hubert just threw an interception here. Um, again, like we just talked about, Vegas defense having to force the pressure. They create pressure here. They get Justin Hubert to make an errant throw here. Um, he throws into some bad coverage, and yeah, that's exactly what happens, and that's exactly what the Vegas Raiders had to do here in order to get the win. Um, so they're they're following the script here. So you know, look, it's going to be a terrific playoff series. We'll be talking about that here Saturday, going into that Super Wild Card here. So uh, that is today's show. I want to first and foremost, I want to go ahead and thank Anchor for being our platform. I want to thank our sponsors out there who have put sponsorship on the show um, and let you know that we'll be back with some more shows here. Um, I know if you got a chance to catch um, our show here that we had last week, we had our special guest, Pete, the sports guru. Um, he should be back for more shows here. He's an expert there when it comes down to talking to the uh, talking about, excuse me, the Lakers, the Raiders, the UCLA uh, Bruins. We'll be talking a lot more about that. And then also, too, we'll be just basically talking about a lot of different things that are going on um, in sports. You know, pretty much some of the headlines that may be going on off the field here. So that'll be a great time to talk about those things. So be looking for those shows coming in once a week. 
I'll still be definitely uh, dropping some shows like this um, where pretty much we'll be talking about, uh, you know, one thing or the other here uh, with either the NFL, the NBA here. I know definitely uh, the next show here, we certainly want to talk about Golden State. We want to talk about the debut um, for Clay Thompson here. You know, if you've listened to the show, I've said that, uh, you know, Golden State is my surprise team, not surprise team, but I think that they're going to be a top team moving forward with Clay Thompson coming back here. So we'll, we'll talk about that impact a little bit more in some shows to come. So uh, for myself, this is Rico. This is Real Talk Sports. Um, we'll be back. Take care.